Well, God, it's Christmas time. What do you have for me this year? Something different? Not exactly. Okay, well, then I have an idea. What about Washington, D.C.? They could always use some help. No, I'm afraid that's more than a one-man job. Fair enough. Then how about... Okay, L.A., it's Christmas time. I'll be back. Harold, this year it's a simpler hometown assignment in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Why there? There's a couple of families missing out on Christmas. I think they could use some of your uh, special help. All right, then. What's the scoop? You have names and addresses on these people? Oh, I think you can figure it out. But how will I know? You'll know. Just spend a little time there. You know, undercover. Undercover? Cool! That's my favorite. Uh, and one more thing. What's the message? Same as always, Harold. Same as always. Wow. So this is Pittsburgh. What do you know? He was right. It is nice. The first week of December, the town turns red and green. It's a magical transition to a Norman Rockwell scene. is a jolly time, a mistletoe and holly time, a perfect grand finale drawing near. It's as good as it can get, all is ready, all is set, for a perfect little Christmas this year. The streets are filled with greenery that delays the sight. Creating Christmas scenery that makes the season bright The bunting and the bows among the rows of Christmas lights Bring a little warming to these cold December nights But nothing keeps us in once the holidays begin Even when it's 23 below You'll find us on the streets Runny nose and frozen feet But we're coping and we're hoping now for snow <coughs> In a perfect little town Where everyone is joyful Not a glower, not a frown For Christmas is a jolly time A mistletoe and holly time A perfect grand finale drawing near It's as good as it can get All is ready, all is set For a perfect little Christmas This year
of sense of generosity is prompted by the Lord. We'd like to give them more, but this is all we can afford. The women and the men who take it on the chin and live their lives afraid and insecure. Our hearts go out to them. We don't judge and don't condemn. Right or wrong, just as long as we are sure. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, look, Mom, do you have any money? Taylor, I've told you a hundred times, no. But, Mom, it's Christmas. Yeah, Christmas was your dad's thing, not mine. And we see how that turned out. So I don't care if the Christmas angel himself flew in singing the hallelujah chorus. I am not going to be part of this card-selling frenzy they call a holiday. Oh, pardon me, Sarah. Do I know you? Oh, I guess not. Sorry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. Come on, people. Merry Christmas. The mistletoe's not getting any greener. We've got... Exactly seven more minutes left for window shopping, then it's home to decorate cookies. Dad, can we stop for just a minute? Yeah, I lost feeling in my feet about a hundred fall laws ago. People, do you think the pilgrims complain about their feet hurting when they were shopping for the first Christmas? Pilgrims? Bruce, I don't think that's right. Michelle, honey, let's focus here. Do you know what we, you do when we lose Christmas spirit? Yes, you do. It's time for our Christmas cheer. Christmas spirit, Christmas cheer, come thou simultaneous. Bring the Yuletide joy that we're trying to make spontaneous. Perfect. This year, the Davis family's having a Christmas for the record books. And what record books would that be, dear? The record for the family doing the most dumb stuff ever at Christmas. And then, when they pass out the list for the best family Christmas celebrations ever, we'll be right there at the top. Davis family, Christmas of 2017. I could see my Instagram comments. Look at Jess. She is, she is so lucky she gets to dress up like a dancing snowman. And with her mom and dad. <laughs> and we're right on time for our token symbolic Christmas contribution to those less fortunate. Andrew, the ceremonial coin, please. Now, son, please drop it in the kettle. Now that is the holiday spirit. Off we go to Bubba's fruit stand to see the leftover Halloween costume pumpkins dressed in festive Yuletide costumes. <sighs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! I'm, I'm sorry, what? Oh, I just said Merry Christmas. Hi, my name's Harold. Um, Stephen. My name's Stephen. So, you from around here? Oh no, just flew in for the holidays. How about you? Where's home? Wow. Now that is a tough one. Why do you say that? Well, I just, 
I don't know where home is right now. What do you mean? It's a long story. Okay. Christmas spirit, Christmas cheer, come thou simultaneous. Hmm. Christmas spirit, Christmas cheer, come thou simultaneous. Bring the Yuletide joy. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a sound that never gets old. Coins in the kettle. Oh, no. The sound of children laughing. I just love it. You have kids? Um, yeah, daughter, Taylor. She's eight. Wow, she's nine now. Well, I bet she's excited about Christmas, huh? I guess so. I wouldn't really know. Why is that? Um, so, what do you do when it's not Christmas? Oh, a little of this, a little of that. You know, next I think I'm going to try singing. Really? Why? Well, you know, I watch those TV shows and I say to myself, you know, I could do that. Okay, so uh, what kind of songs do you sing? Oh, all kinds, really. But for the TV show, I'm going to do a Christmas song. Christmas songs? That sounds specific. Well, you know, you have to have a gimmick, right? And you never hear people singing a Christmas song on those shows. Okay, so uh, what's your best song? Jingle Bells, Rudolph? Nope, writing my own song. A songwriter, too. So what's the title of your song? Angel Ice Cream Cones. Angel Ice Cream Cones? That sounds peculiar. Well, maybe it's a little bit weird. But, you know, I was out here the other day, and it's starting to snow a little bit. There's a little girl over here, maybe five or six years old. And she's catching snowflakes on her tongue. So, I might have tried to catch snowflakes on my tongue, too. And I'm calling angel icing cones. Yeah, I guess it sounded a little cooler in my head. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you call them again? Angel, <clears throat> angel ice cream cones. Why? That's... That's what Taylor called them, the, the snowflakes on her tongue. Isn't that crazy? So, you have her Christmas shopping done yet? Uh, not exactly. Why? I just, I have no idea what she likes. <laughs> I get it. Young girls, who knows what they like? It was last fall, middle of September, I think, and everything was mostly great. I mean, we fought some, but who doesn't, right? Sarah, I mean, we decided we want a bigger house. You know, nicer. We even put a deposit on one. Sat on a corner, lots of big trees. It was everything she always wanted. And just down the street from a great new school for Taylor. And why do I think there's a but about to happen? Exactly. Then on a sunny Friday, just as I'm getting ready to leave work, my boss walks in, looking all serious. He gave me the, it's not about you, it's about us speech. Something about corporate efficiencies, changing markets. I don't know. I stopped listening after that. I, I drove around for three hours that afternoon. I just couldn't bear to tell her I lost my job. Eventually I did. I, we cried. We said we'd get through it. and Everything was okay for a while. Then money got tight. We started fighting more. Not just about the money, about everything. It was horrible. Eventually, we lost the house. Taylor had to stay in her cruddy school, and it was my fault. They were counting on me, and I let them down. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, and if that's not enough, I've got this perfect brother and his family to compare us to. And I don't just mean picture perfect. I mean fancy store picture frame perfect. You know the type, always happy, always smiling. Then just right before Christmas, my mom calls. She's trying to be so nice. Hey, honey, I know things are tough for you and Sarah for right now, so why don't you have Christmas at your brother's? He's got everything just right. Great. So now we're going to have a perfect little Christmas with my brother and his perfect little family while the whole world thinks I'm a complete disaster. I couldn't go. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the looks and the comparisons and the it'll get better soon speech. How do you know it's going to get any better? How do you know? It's obvious I can't be what you want me to be, right? Isn't that right? So I just decided right then and there that everyone was better off without me. And I took off two days before Christmas. Crazy, right? I, I just, just completely freaked out. It was complete free fall for three months. Did stuff I never thought I would do. Burned through every bit of money we had and then some. I, I, I just... I just panicked, and I left. That's rough. But why haven't you talked to Taylor since then? I tried. I called Sarah on her birthday in January, and that was horrible. It just seems the longer I'm away, the, the harder it seems. It's, it's like I'm standing on a beach watching a boat go over the horizon. I'm, I'm just standing there still, and they're fading away from me. Did they know what was going on with you? Yeah, I, no... I don't know. It, it's just the longer I was away, the less it seemed like they even needed me. I mean, oh, Taylor, she's great. She starts on her basketball team. She sings in the choir. Oh, I see her and her friends post, post these pictures on Facebook. They're hilarious. She's growing up so fast. She sounds great. She is, but well, Sarah, she's furious. She has to be, right? She's working so hard trying to take care of the two of them, trying to keep it all together. There's no way she talked to me, much less even... There's just no going back. Oh, Stephen. I know this may seem impossible, but it's Christmas time. That's what Christmas is all about. There's always a way back. There's always a way back home. Yeah, I wish you were right. I am right. Why don't you try giving them a call? Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm pretty sure I know what would happen. <clears throat> it's Christmas time. Anything can happen. Anything can happen Anything at all So you laid an egg That crossed an arm and leg And you're up against the wall This is not the end of all The blunders you'll do But you have a friend who Will do wonders for you Anything can happen Nothing's too absurd Like a little seed That's all the faith you'll need God said so in His Word Like the little child Whose birth was impossible But true Anything can happen See what God can do When you're finally sure You're at the end of your rope You can feel secure For God's extent
extending you hope Anything can happen God can make things new You may have your doubts God can help you out It's not just up to you Every time you sing about The Bethlehem star Know the one who placed it there Placed you where you are Anything can happen Any wish approved When you and God agree That's when you will see any mountain move Get to know the Lord of all For there's nothing He can't do Anything can happen So change your point of view Anything can happen for you. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should give her a call. Now that is sad. I don't even have her number. Try. Seven nine nine five zero zero seven. Okay, maybe I will. Wait, how'd you know that number? Merry Christmas, Stephen. Merry Christmas. Look at this. Everyone else like so festive. And we're like the ultimate Scrooges. Taylor, not now. Seriously, look at those decorations. They're amazing. Can we just can we just put a few lights or something? People are gonna think we're the weird neighbors. Taylor. Oh, by the way, was my birthday money. Listen, Taylor, last year, two days before Christmas, your dad left. He quit on us. So forgive me if I'm not a big fan. I get it, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm the only kid in school without Christmas because of you guys. Merry Christmas. Oh, that. 
quarterly bug service um i don't think we have a quarterly bug service ne'er you mind me ma'am pretend i'm not even here who are you well i'm hank the bug man if your bugs stink just call hank <laughs> uh mr hank the bug man it's december there are no bugs Ma'am, with all due respect, just cause you can't see them little varmints doesn't seem that bugs aren't here. You know, sometimes I think them bugs are smarter than we are. Oh, really? You don't say. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, you're one of them last-minute Christmas decorating kind of people, huh? No. Well, I just love Christmas. So full of love and happiness. <laughs> Not always. Oh, uh, uh, we, we all saving this gum? No, 
my husband, Taylor's dad, he would, he, oh, just never mind. Okie dokie, artichokey. <laughs> this the way we kill the bugs, kill the bugs, kill the bugs. This the way we kill. You ever notice, sometimes been crawling around in the dark, start to see them little sparkly white things in front of your eyes. No matter how tight you squeeze them, you open your eyes and they're still there. It's like you're in a snow globe. And there's snow all around. And then you start catching them snowflakes on your tongue. Mmm, yummy. Mm. That was a good one. I just love them angel ice cream cones. Mom, that's what I called them that time with Dad. Do you remember? Angel ice cream cones. You call them angel ice cream cones too? How weird is that? I'm pretty sure everything is weird with you, Mr. Bugman. So, you want anything special for Christmas this year? I want my dad back. Taylor! That's a good one. Taylor, that's not going to happen. Mm, you never know. It's Christmas time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do know, Mr. Bugman. Why is that? Excuse me. It's a little bit personal. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. It's just that Christmas time seems like when the biggest surprises happen. Like last year, I got my very first Bugomatic 3000. The Cadillac of Bugbusters. <laughs> got from my granddaddy. <laughs> what a surprise that was. <laughs> yeah? Well, I got a surprise last year, too. It was Christmas when he left. Listen, I get it. We all have hard times. We all make mistakes. I don't even think you know what you did to us. I just wanted him to want to be with us. We're his family. He didn't have to do it alone, but he, he just ran away. Like we didn't even matter. That's what really hurt. I wanted to help him, but he wouldn't let me. He just left. And he never even said he was sorry. I just want him to say he's sorry. It could happen. It'd take a miracle. That's just what I was thinking. I'll let you go ahead and get that. Hello? Hello, Stephen. What do you want? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought maybe I should... Caller, uh... Oh, isn't that nice? You get to decide what you want to do? Sarah. Seriously, Stephen. Do you get it? Do you get what you did to me, to Taylor, to our family? You know, I've been lonely too. Wow, that's so sad for you. Didn't you sort of think that's what would happen when you left? Look, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I... Frankly, Stephen, I don't know what you're trying to say either. Tell her you're sorry. Start with... I'm sorry. Um, I, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry. Oh, really? Wait. What did you say? I said, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I left. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm, I'm sorry for everything. Well... Thanks.
Um, <clears throat> so I was wondering if maybe you wanted to get together sometime to talk? I don't, I don't think so. You're sure, it's been a long time. I, I understand. Um, yeah, we're so busy with Christmas and all. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy time, sure, I get that. I don't know. I just thought maybe we could go to the coffee shop downtown. Just, just, just to, just to catch up. Hmm. All right. For a few minutes, in an hour at the coffee shop. Really? Um. Uh. Yeah, in an hour. Thanks. Who was that? Was that Dad? Yes, honey, it was. Is he coming home? No, Taylor, he's not. I have some errands to run. I'll be back. I need him to protect me, not abandon and neglect me. So he thought he'd just reject me. Tell me what's that all about? So he was at work. Did that make him go berserk? Did he have to be a jerk? Fold his hands and just check out. If my attitude is curt, it's because I feel like dirt. It's the kind of hurt that cuts me like a knife. Your freedom, of course. What's the next step? A divorce. Don't get the car before the horse, but a smidgen of remorse would be such a freaking deal. People do what people do. Even fathers just like you. But I only wish you knew exactly how I feel. Excuse me if I vent. You didn't tell me where you went. Are you just content to vanish from my Come back to stay. I would have a dad to watch me go. And when I'm pretty, tell me so. How can he say he loves me and 
simply disappear Did he think I'd just go with the flow That I would hardly feel the blow If he really loves me Come on, people. It's time to hunt for the Christmas tree. We're not coming down until the clipboard is gone. I repeat, we're not coming down until the clipboard is put away. Andrew, this is the family Christmas schedule, not hostage negotiations. Now come down, please. <sighs> I can certainly tell you two are ready for the best Christmas ever. You don't miss a thing, do you, Dad? Andrew, Jessica, I need you to go clean your rooms again, and Bruce, I need you to go to the store right now, and I need some cream of garlic soup. Nope, sorry. That's a big negatory, Mrs. Claus. There's no trip to the store scheduled. Your Uncle Mark is going to be here any minute, and I remember you distinctly telling me that everything must be perfect for dinner. A perfect Christmas needs a perfect dinner, and that's what I'm doing. A perfect Christmas needs a perfect dinner. No, no, no. Uncle Mark and the cousins are not scheduled to arrive until 11.55 a.m. tomorrow. Plenty of time. Your Aunt Joan texted me. They left early. They're going to be here tonight. Got that one, Captain Clipboard? You heard your mother. Uh, move it! <sighs> not one more word from you two. Either red up your rooms or clean up a turkey. Ew. That's what I thought. Okay, I guess I'll be invading the turkey's personal space if anyone needs me. Hmm, let's see. So we can make a couple of changes here. Ah, there we go. And we'll stop and get the soup on the way to the Christmas tree farm. Hmm, stay right on schedule. Perfect. Now, what should I do until we leave? Hmm. Oh, I'll set up the Davis Family Heirloom Nativity Set. All right, let's see what we got here. Mary. And Joseph. <laughs> Scraggly beard there, Joe. <laughs> we have a shepherd. And a sheep. Oops. A three-legged sheep. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Sheep. Oh. Fix. The three-legged sheep. 
Uh, let's see. There's a cow and a donkey. Huh. What's missing? Hey, Michelle, honey, have you seen the baby Jesus? <laughs> the baby Jesus from the Nativity set. No, I haven't, but you do remember where that came from, right? No, sorry. I can't get distracted by Jesus right now. <laughs> the Christmas clipboard says it's time to get the Christmas tree. Let's go, people. Grab your coats. We've got some Christmas cheer to find. Just a little bit. Spit out just a little bit. There you go. Okay. All right, folks. We don't have much time before they need to start setting things up for the Christmas festival. Let's run the opening song just one more time from the top. Okay. We're ready. The first week of December. Far back as I remember, the town takes on an eager expectation. It's completely unannounced, so I ask you what accounts for this organic, almost manic affectation. You ready? The children go to class, then it always comes to pass that their attention span will never last till noon. They fidget and they fuss till the teachers want to cuss and they all agree the bus can't come too soon. For there's nothing in the air of which they're quite aware, though they can't begin to call it by its name. But it's how it makes them feel, lets them know that it's for real, and drives them to distraction just the same. That Christmas feeling makes me smile. I put my worries on a shelf, become an elf a little while. I've kept it hidden, but the kid in me comes through. It's what Christmas feeling can do. Every storefront that you pass has a scene behind the glass of Rudolph pulling Santa on a sleigh. It's a silent pantomime that stood the test of time cause the best of Christmas never goes away. Everybody knows so well that the clang of every bell, every carol, every spell is just a part of the spell that draws you in once the holidays begin and plants that special feeling in your heart. 
that Christmas feeling That's the thing that makes you want to croon a carol Like Andy Bobber Bing You may be flat, how like a cat, but let it ring That Christmas feeling Makes you sing and holly makes things evergreen and snows a lovely grand finale to the manger scene that Christmas feeling brings such cheer when it remembers each December to suddenly appear to be gone and make the smile from ear to ear that Christmas feeling is here you'd think it rather tragic how so many miss the magic cause they're put off by imaginary things if you think it's a lie the reindeers really fly you deny the simple joy the season brings for I cannot conceive that any child on Christmas Eve would not believe that Santa's coming here when they go to bed at eight leaving cookies on a plate then marvel that they all would disappear that Christmas feeling like a friend puts me so at ease I overeat and overspend but what the heck I'll write a check and just pretend that Christmas feeling never ends back here for the festival at 5.30. Okay? okay. <laughs> Sarah? Hello, Stephen. Um, hey, it's good to see you. You look great. I was surprised to hear from you. Yeah, surprised to call. I guess that I, um... Before you say anything else, I just have one question. Okay. Why did you leave? Do we have to talk about this now? Can you just answer that question for me? Sarah, it's Christmas. Can we just talk about it later? I'm not sure that excuse works. You left at Christmas, remember? So it sounds like the perfect time. Why did you leave? I don't know. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Sarah, it's the truth. I don't know. It, everything with the house and the school, it, I just felt all the problems closing in, and, and I, I panicked, and I, I ran. I ran far, far away, and I left. It's the only thing I could think of to do at the time, and the drinking, you have to know, that's not me. That's not who I am. Look, I know it was wrong to run, wrong not to try to come back. It's, 
the only thing I could think of to do at the time. And I just freaked out, and I left. Yes, you did. And now, at Christmas of all times, you decide we need to talk? Do you know how much Taylor misses you? Do you even care? Of course I do. How can you even say that? Because you left. And then, worst of all, you never came back. Well, you told me not to. What are you talking about? I called you on your birthday. Do you remember that? And do you remember what you said to me when I said I was ready to come home? No, Stephen, I don't. What did I say? You said, never mind. We're fine without you. Come on, I did not say <laughs> yes, that. Yes, you did. That's exactly what you said. Well, Stephen, I was just mad. But you didn't fight for us. Neither did you. <laughs> I think this was a bad idea. <sighs> Maybe you're right. Look, I... I just wanted to say that I'm sorry. Goodbye, Stephen. Goodbye, Sarah. It's hopeless. Well, I tried. I guess it's best that we should end this whole charade I was hoping we might mend this I've got my pride I guess it's difficult when love has been betrayed If he didn't mean to go, why did he stay away so long? I guess she couldn't know My sense of desperation Was so strong He once was so devoted It was never about her How could things have ever come to this? Am I now to live without her? Was there something that I missed? I know this, this is not the way
how was I supposed to know there was a drought at the Christmas tree farm? Besides, I think this tree has character? Yeah, that's about all it has. Sure doesn't have any branches. Uh, but Bruce, for real, where is baby Jesus from the nativity scene? Next to the three wise men salt and pepper shakers? Don't you make fun of me. You know I'm doing this all for you and your stupid clipboard. For me? You're doing this for me? Did you forget that your mother is here? You know this is the only place she has for Christmas now. Looks like it's time to be practicing Christmas carols right now. Listen here, Santa by the clock. There's not going to be any of that singing stuff right now. Way more important stuff to do. What's more important than getting in the Christmas spirit? Right now, it's finding baby Jesus. Why is that so important? It's not even on my list. Why is that so important? Unbelievable. It's important because your mother gave us the nativity set last year, remember? It belonged to your dad. And when you opened it, you held up the angel, like the Lion King, and said, Christmas has arrived! That's why we need to find baby Jesus. (sighs) Yeah. Woo! Woo! Battle stations, kids! We have a search and rescue mission for one baby Jesus. Uh, uh, Kids! Come with me. Maybe I dropped it when I was bringing stuff in from the garage. Jessica, can you get that? I bet it's the caterer. Hello, I am Henri. Oh, I took French last semester. Let me see. Comment allez-vous à Oui. Oui, merci. Croissant? Wow, you are foreign. Uh, you could say that. Is, is your mother at home? Madame, the French chef is here. I'll be right there. Let me interpret for you, Henri. I'll be a right there, eh? Oh, thanks. I mean, uh, merci. Hello, Chef Henry. We're so glad you're here. I've got to text everyone. We have a real Frenchman. Now, I believe I explained everything on the phone. My mother-in-law and 14 of our relatives are going to be here tomorrow night for dinner, and everything must be perfect. Ah, oui. The celebration of Christmas. The birth of the baby Jesus. God's only son who has come to this world. Ah, uh, no. But, well, yeah. But it's mostly a bunch of weird people. We only see once a year, so sure. The grand pote. Oh, madame. In the planning, we must consider the entire menu, not just the fast food section. More to Christmas? Have you seen Bruce's list? There can't possibly be more to our Christmas. Oh, man. In France, we have a saying. Flat souffle. What? Flat souffle. To you... See, Christmas is like the souffle. When you think she's in the oven, she grow and grow and grow, and boom! She fall because there is nothing inside. But my Christmas, she is like a fluffy souffle. She grow and grow and grow and... No, boom!
Because all light and fluffy. Because there is something inside. What are you talking about? Oh, madame, it is so simple. It is like, uh, it is like the manger. You have the mama and the papa and the sheepus and the boo-boo and the cow she says the moo-moo <laughs> and you, uh, and Flats will fly, flats will fly, flats will fly. Where is the baby Jesus? Yeah, well, he's missing right now, but we're working on that. Oh, madame, this is the biggest flats will fly in the whole world. Without the baby Jesus, he's like, he's, 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 there are no words. Excusez-moi, excusez-moi. Allô? Oui? Non? Non! Madame! Hey, 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 wait! What are you doing? Madame, I must say au revoir. It's a big emergency. The crepes are on the floor. Unbelievable! What about my party? Oh, madame, your party will be fine, but first you must find the baby Jesus. Okay, but then what? What about my Christmas dinner? <sighs> madame, and then your dinner will be fine. In France, we have a phrase. Yes? Giant Eagle Deli. Great. Just great. No food. A mutant Christmas tree. The house is a disaster. And baby Jesus is M.I.A. Kate is going to freak. She cannot find out about this. Michelle, honey, have you seen my glasses? I can't see a thing without them. Um... Michelle, honey? Uh, yes, Kate? Have you noticed that baby Jesus is missing from the nativity? Missing. I thought you couldn't see anything. Michelle. Yes, I know. Baby Jesus is missing. We have no food. And the tree. I don't even know what to say about the tree. What's wrong, sweetheart? Kate, the better question would be, what's right? Bruce, he's trying so hard for this perfect Christmas, and it's all falling apart. Why don't you come over here and sit down, honey? Kate, I don't have time. You've seen his list. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Please, for me, come on. Christmas is the best time of year. I would like that to be the case. I really would. But Bruce, he has his list, and I know he means well, but it's just so much. Don't worry about him. He's just like his father. That crazy is genetic? <laughs> oh, yes, I remember when the boys were little. Every year, Wilson would drag us out to that same Christmas tree farm in search of the perfect, perfect Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. 
Oh, every year out in the mud or snow. And every year, seems like we end up with that same half-frozen, sad-looking excuse of a Christmas tree. Like ours? Uh, Just like yours. Actually, that looks pretty good compared to some that we had. Does it ever get better? Hmm. I'd like to say yes, but probably not. You know, but every Christmas Eve, after we finished with all the silly clipboard stuff, Wilson would sit us all down in the living room. He'd pull out his Bible and turn to the Christmas story. He'd read about Mary and Joseph and how there was no room in the inn, about the baby Jesus being born in the stable, and about how the angel appeared to the shepherds, and how they dropped everything to go and see Jesus. How everyone else in Bethlehem didn't seem to know what was happening, only the shepherds. He'd close his Bible, look him straight in the eye, and say, Boys, when it comes to Christmas, you always need to be the shepherds. Be the shepherds. Well, what did he mean by be the shepherds? Don't you see? The shepherds were the only ones who saw Jesus that night. Everyone else missed him. Even with all the crazy things that Wilson did at Christmas, he always made sure that we did not miss Jesus. You need to make sure that your family doesn't miss Jesus too, hon. Well, how do I do that? Hmm. Be the shepherds, honey. Just be the shepherds. Now, where are those glasses? tree, the lights, the gifts, this potpourri of lights and rifts, a frantic schedule I can't meet, this nagging sense of pure defeat, the crunch on time, the press, the tribe, I acquiesce just to survive, we trumpet Christmas to excess, I'm overwhelmed and under stress. Now wait, Breathe, slow down, and see the beauty and the glory that so easily slips by. Don't miss Jesus, don't miss Jesus, don't miss the reason that we celebrate. Take time to stop and contemplate and focus on the things that matter most. Don't miss the cry heard from the manger or the hope the Savior came for. See the glory in the story God designed. Don't miss everything and leave the best behind. Don't miss Jesus. This rush to make things fall in place, the malls, the crowds, the frenzied pace, it's making me a basket case. This meaningless routine, this striving for perfection, leaves no time for introspection. I'm just a ghost with no reflection. Just a holiday machine. Now wait, breathe, slow down, and see the beauty and the glory 
that so easily slips by. Don't miss Jesus. Don't miss Jesus. Don't miss the reason that we celebrate. Take time to stop and contemplate and focus on the things that matter most. Don't miss everything and leave the best behind. It came for the glory in the story God designed. Oh, don't miss everything and leave the best behind. Don't miss Jesus. Good day, mate, and a Merry Christmas to ye! Yeah, thanks. So, it's nearly Christmas Eve. Why are you not home with your family? And why are ye talking so funny? <laughs> well, every year this store does this big old-time English Christmas sale for the festival, and my manager wants me out, he wants me out here undercover. I mean, um in character. So what's your story? Out shopping for your family? Uh, not exactly. Come on, it's a very merry Christmas time. Yeah, I know. You know, Christmas, family, celebrations, gifts. Yeah, well, my wife hates me and my daughter, I barely know her. I guess that leaves me... On the outside looking in? Yeah, sounds about right. So, um, I mean, I want to go home. Well, it just doesn't seem possible. It's Christmas. Anything is possible. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that would take a miracle. Well, Christmas is the time for miracles. Were you out? Picking up my Christmas present? Hmm, not exactly. I went and talked with your dad. And? I guess it didn't go so well. Yeah, you could say that. What happened? Well, your dad called me totally out of the blue and asked to talk. So, against my better judgment, I said yes. And? And it was fine for a minute. Then it blew up, just like it always does. I just can't believe I said that. Said what? Taylor, honey, I don't think I've ever told you this. Your dad called me on my birthday. He tried to explain it all, but I was so mad, so hurt. He wanted to talk to you, and I said no. I wouldn't even let him talk to you. What he did was so selfish. Really, it was. And then on my birthday, he had the audacity to call, be like, hey, let's just forget about me abandoning you guys, and I'll come home, and everything will be all right. Are you even kidding me? So, 
When he asked to come home, I said, you know what? Don't bother. You don't need to worry one little bit about us. We're fine. Matter of fact, we're better than fine. We're better without you. And then I hung up. Wow. Yeah, wow. That had to hurt so much. Taylor, honey, I think I might be part of this problem too, and I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I know you didn't, Mom, but I just wish we could just go back in time. I just don't think that's possible. Oh no, sorry mom, but I gotta go. Where? Madison's up front. We gotta be downtown in like, like 15 minutes because remember, my choir's singing at the festival tonight. Oh, that's right. Be careful, I'll see you there. Oh, and mom, I almost forgot. I sent you with the, to help with the decorations, so you need to be there in like, in like 10 minutes. Thanks mom, see you there. So you tell me you believe in all this Christmas stuff? Sure do. Well, you seem like a sensible guy, so shepherds, a baby, angels, that all makes sense to you? Special the angel part. Well, that stuff happened forever ago. What does that have to do with me? Oh, it's all about you. About me. It's about you. Not just angels in a manger. But something else too Look around Can you guess Why this world's in such a mess You can't fix it Nor can I It's humanity's black eye It's called sin It's a curse Left alone it just gets worse That's why he came from heaven's throne. God sent his son, for he alone could conquer sin. And only then could we free this slippery slope. This baby Jesus gives us hope. That's what Christmas is. That's why all the fuss, the honor is all his For what he did for us, he took away our sin As only he could do So let your joy begin This means more for you Look inside You can see You're not all You want to be Something's missing It's God's grace He will fill That empty place When you meet Jesus Face to face 
That's what Christmas is When life begins anew The man that you become Will change the heart in you The man that you'll become Is not the man you've been For that's what Christmas is The chance to start again So sure, Christmas is about a baby in a manger, but it's more than that. Jesus came to help us fix our relationships with God and with one another. Because of Jesus, there's always hope. There's always a way back home. Always. Well, maybe you're right. It is Christmas after all. Oh, one suggestion. Lose the accent. You're better without it. You know, I was thinking the same thing. that thing. Jessica, help me look up here. Alright, you know what? I'm going to go check in the kitchen. People, I need some focus searching here. Uh, Andrew, go check the car one more time. Dad, how did baby Jesus get in the car? Andrew, I don't know. How did the pilgrims have a Santa Claus parade? They just did, okay? Pretty sure the pilgrims did not have a Santa Claus parade. Jessica, did you make it to the garbage? Barely. People, we need to move this thing along. This is an unscheduled activity. Bruce, maybe we just need to slow down a little bit. Negative. We are on the hunt for one baby Jesus and the best Christmas ever. Uh, Jessica, backyard. Andrew, uh, garage. Grandma, crawl space. Let's move, move, move. Bruce! Fine, I'll do the crawl space. Mother, go check the attic. We need one baby Jesus. I don't know how he could have lost the baby Jesus. They were all wrapped nicely and put away last year so we could unwrap them this year and everything would be there. Did we drop it while we were coming down? I don't know. Let me get the door. Hey, how yens doing? My name's Her- uh, Harold Angelski with your fruitcake of the month. Thank you, Mr. Harold Angelski, but fruitcake of the month? Yeah, yuns have been randomly selected as recipients of our holiday holiday outreaching at. Wow, how'd we get so lucky? Well, um, no offense, but do people really want fruitcake every month? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, 
It didn't turn out quite as good as the boys downtown thought it would. Wow, okay, thank you. Can you just please lay it over there? We're busy playing Hunt for Baby Jesus. Oh, that sounds like fun. How do you play in that? It's not a game. Sadly, it's real. Oh, well then, uh, never mind. I'll just be going. But listen, Merry Christmas, Annette. And listen, you better eat this fruitcake real soon. While it's still kind of light and fluffy, like an angel's wings. Did you check the stocking? Light and fluffy. Sounds yummy. Mom! Mom! He's here! Who's here? Your Uncle Mark? It's not time yet! No, the baby Jesus. He's right here in the manger. What's going on? I found the baby Jesus. He's right here in the manger. That's not possible. We looked there a thousand times. Look, one baby Jesus. Well, I'll be. How did it get there? I don't know. I was just talking to the fruitcake of the month guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's no fruitcake of the month on the list of approved super fun holiday activities. Did someone say fruitcake? I'm hungry. Now we can have Christmas! Because we have fruitcake? No, because we can be the shepherds! Michelle, honey, the shepherds have been here the whole time. No, it's something your mom told me. And it's something your dad used to tell you every Christmas. Make sure Christmas stays on schedule. No, be the shepherds! Be Be the shepherds! That's right, he did, because, you know, the shepherds were the only ones that really saw Jesus at Christmas. Yes, you're right, Bruce. And I know you're trying for this perfect Christmas, but I think we're being like the people of Bethlehem. They were so busy that they forgot the most important thing. They missed out on Jesus. And I don't want to forget Jesus this Christmas. You know what? Neither do I. Dad, what are you doing? Let's be the shepherds. Yes, let's be the shepherds. I'm so glad Kate told me about that. Speaking of Kate, Kate, Grandma, where is she? Mom. Hey, Grandma. Get me down from this attic. Andrew, get your grandmother. It's time for the Christmas festival. Not believe Taylor signed me up to help with this. Well, it looks like you have your hands full. Can I help? Thanks. You're an angel. So, uh, do you know where these wreaths go? Why do you say that? It's just a figure of speech. Okay, well, do you know where these wreaths go? Um, I think they used to go up there. Okay. How would that look? A little higher, maybe? That's better. Oh, look. This one's broken. You've got a lot to do here. You have somebody coming to help you, like your husband, maybe? Mm, I don't think so. 
He's not been around for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. So, do you think he'll get back together? Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry, but you seem so sad. I am, I guess. Why is that? I guess, well, I guess I'd always thought it was all his fault, but it turns out I guess I'm as responsible as he is, at least for some of it. And the real problem is, I don't know my way back. Why is that? <laughs> I said some hurtful things, some horrible things, things you can't recover from. But isn't that what Christmas is all about? Uh, I thought Christmas was about a baby. No, Christmas is about fixing broken relationships. That's why Jesus came. To help us fix broken relationships. To give us a way back home. Hmm. Take this side right here. Now, imagine that relationships are like this wreath. A circle. A completely round circle. But sometimes they break, like this spot right here, see it? And then when they get broken, we can let them stay broken. Or we can just throw them away, or maybe, hopefully, we'll try to fix it. That's what God did at Christmas. Instead of tossing people aside because they were broken, he came to make them whole, to mend the broken parts. Jesus came to help us fix broken relationships and to show us a way to fix our relationships with other people. Now, will you look at that? Better than new! <laughs> yeah, but how do you do that for real? You know, with people. Oh, just like with the wreath, I suppose. First, you have to find a way to get the two pieces together. Start by being honest. Honest about where you are and what you've done. And then, and this is the hard part, you have to say, I'm sorry to other people and ask forgiveness. And then what? Well, and then, this may be the hardest part. You have to be willing to give forgiveness to others. That's what Jesus did. That's what God did with Jesus. He gave us forgiveness when it was hard to do. Impossible, really. But that's why Jesus came. To restore. To show forgiveness. To bring hope. I guess I never really thought of it that way. Well, I guess thought, God thought of everything. I never really thought of it that way. So, I'm going to go ahead and put the wreath up, all right? Okay. Now, how about there? Higher. That's better. So, if you had a chance to do it again, what would you say? What? If you had a chance to talk to your husband again, what would you say? Not sure. Hello? Hey. Okay, I'll be right there. Taylor, she needs money for dinner. I have to run up the street. You hear? 
Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be right back. Go ahead and put this wreath out. Say there. Say, could you help me here for a minute? Sure. Uh, my daughter's singing in the choir tonight. I'm really excited to see her. Oh, I get it. It'll just be a minute. What I need you to do is just hang this wreath up there. Yeah, you're right up there. Okay. I have to run and get more lights. You can never have enough Christmas lights, am I right? Sure. Go ahead and hang that up. I'll re be right back. All right. You know, I think I do know what I would say to him. I'd start by saying, I'm sorry. I'd say I was sad he had all those struggles. Tell him how much I miss him and Taylor misses him. And I'm not ready to go back to where we were before, but I forgive him. And I hope he can forgive me. And then maybe, maybe we could just start again. What do you think? I think I'd say the same thing. Steven. Christmas. I'd like to welcome everyone to the annual Pittsburgh Christmas Festival. 
I'm glad you chose to join us here tonight. Now, I know you're all here for the presentation, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I'd like to do something a little off schedule. <laughs> now, I know my family's looking at me like I'm crazy because for the last three weeks, I've had every minute of our Christmas planned, trying to have the perfect little Christmas. Frankly, none of it went as planned. Christmas is not what we do. It's what was done for us 2,000 years ago. I was reminded of that by my family earlier this evening when they told me to just be the shepherds at Christmas time. See, the shepherds were the ones that really saw Jesus at Christmas. Everyone else in Bethlehem was too busy and they missed the most amazing thing ever. Hope had come to the world. That hope is here today because Jesus came to restore the broken relationships that we have to God and to restore the broken relationships that we have with one another. Because of Christmas, no, because of Jesus, that hope is here today. And there's always hope, there's always healing, and there is always a chance to go home. Good job, Harold. Good job. Thank you, Father. You know, it's always an honor to serve you. But you know, I didn't do anything that these people couldn't have done. But my hope, Father, is that these good people will find the truth of Christmas, the truth that caused the angels to sing. And that truth and hope will rest in their hearts today and forevermore. Christmas story is very simple. It is a picture of hope and restoration and forgiveness. The same today as it was when Jesus was born. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her, for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Joy to the world, the Lord has come.
perfect Christmas right there. There it is, guys. As, I, uh, as we close tonight, you know, I'm, I think we all want a perfect Christmas, don't we? And, and I'm just reminded that I think that the only time Christmas was perfect was when you were this age, isn't it? Because you had no care in the world, and uh, it was just about what was coming on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and you could anticipate all those fun memories and you have all these dreams and you just couldn't wait for Christmas to get here. And then I found out something that happened. I grew up. <laughs> and, and I think for many think that's debatable, but anyhow, I grew up and, and, and I come to the realization that there is no perfect Christmas. And that if you want to have a perfect Christmas, you've got to be six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Because as we get to grow a little bit older, we face so much pain. We face so many things that come into our life that are just so hard to deal with. Um, I, I really like when, you know, when Harold was talking about the wreath. And, and he said, you know, the, this wreath was broken. And he said, uh, you know, he was so thankful that, that God didn't just take us in our brokenness and toss us. And, you know, I'm so thankful for that tonight because first he mends. God mends broken hearts. And, that, you know, as you come to Christmas, Christmas is all about God mending broken hearts. That's what he does. Jesus came to this earth and he had a, very, he had a purpose for it. And, and if, it, if our whole celebration was just that Jesus came as a baby, it would be a short celebration. Because there would be no, no, uh, no, no reason to celebrate because it would have been just like any other Jewish boy that would have been born. But this little Jewish boy that was born grew up and he lived a perfect life. And he never once told a lie, never once sinned, never once said anything bad to anybody. And, uh, and, and he was this, this incredible person. And, and the Bible says that he was perfect. And he who knew no sin, the Bible says, became sin for us. He took on our sin. 
And, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, the whole reason that he came, Matthew 1, 21, the angel was telling, telling Joseph, he said, and, and she will bring forth a son, Mary will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. And you see, folks, we all have this issue. It's called sin. And sin is the wrong things that we do, whether it's uh, the little white lies or, or the, the really big things. And, uh, and we have everything in between. And in this room, no doubt, we have people represented of all areas of sin levels, right? People that say, well, I think I'm a pretty good person, and I just do a little bit of wrong. To other people that you say, wow, I've done so many wrong things, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it. At, at the end of the day, the Bible says that we are all sinners. And we have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. He says that there's none righteous, no, not one. And so God knew this. And he sent his son Jesus to pay the price for you so that you might have eternal life. What what an awesome God we have that he would come and he would pay the price. And you say, well, how did he pay the price? Well, that little baby, not only did he live and grow up and and, and live the perfect life, but, uh, but he went to the cross. And he died on the cross. And, and he, he, he died a criminal's death, yet he never did anything wrong. And when he died on that cross, he, he, it was the perfect, it was the just, dying for you and I, the unjust, the unperfect. And, and, and the Apostle Paul summed it up well. He said this, he said, But God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't just say he loved you. He did something about it. He sent his one and only son, Jesus. And Jesus came and he paid the price, died on the cross for you. And if that were the end of the story there, we still wouldn't be here to celebrate, folks. But the story continues because this little baby that was born, grew up, lived the perfect life, uh, died on the cross. He was put in a grave for three days and then he rose again. And he conquered death. And because he conquered death, we too will conquer death. If you'll just trust him. And you say, well, how can I have that? Uh, one of the lines in the play tonight, the angel Harold said, he said, you know, Christmas isn't just about the, the baby and the angels and the shepherds. It's about you. Tonight, I want you to think about that. It's about you. Maybe your heart needs mending. Maybe you've got some relationships that have been broken. And, and I'll tell you what, I understand all about that. I grew up in a broken home, and I'll never forget that, man, just the fighting any of your parents ever fight putting up a Christmas tree? All right, I guess we were normal in that sense, right? You know? It was like, man, we, there was, it was just like a World War III. I, I went out and bought a swivel straight stand for $70, so that wouldn't happen in our house, right? You know? It's like I, I click and it, it, it works. I never forget growing up, my parents would fight like cats and dogs over the crazy Christmas tree. You know what? We needed mended. We need relationships remended. And so... I understand brokenness. But I also understand this, that God said that he came to heal the brokenhearted. And if you'll let God put your life back together, he says that he will. And I tell you, what, what I saw here around this table tonight, those discussions that I saw between the couple as they came back together, I can tell you I see that in our church all the time. I see people walk through our door and their lives are broken. And uh, just recently, a couple came through and they said, man, we're ready to end it all. We're, re- we're ready to be done with everything. We're ready to done, be done with our marriage. And they came and they heard a message similar to what you're hearing tonight. And God got a hold of their life and changed their life. And, and God's healing their marriage and God's giving them grace. And they have they have great, great new future and ahead. And I want to encourage you tonight. Would you open your heart to Jesus? 
He, he says there's nothing that you have to do. You, you can't earn this. You couldn't buy it if you had all the money in the world. Because he went to the cross and he gave you this free gift of eternal life. And he says, all I want you to do is trust me. And the most familiar verse in all the Bible, you've heard it, you might have heard it. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I'm thanking God tonight that God didn't take us with our brokenness and toss us. But yet he came to you with his son and he gives you the free gift of eternal life. And you know, these kids up here, they, they, really, they really teach us a lot. You know, you can learn a lot from children. They, they, uh, they can teach us a whole lot. And tonight, I, I'm, I want them, uh, aren't, don't they do good? Let's give them a hand. Look how awesome they are, huh? These kids are awesome. But when you watch a child, I want you to understand, they teach us how to believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, they'll have eternal life. Just like a child, you know, if you go to a child and you tell them something, they believe you. And, and they expect you to follow through. You know, if you, tell your, if you tell one of these children up here you've got candy, you'd better have candy. I'm just telling you, that's all, all I'm saying, all right? So you come to them and, you, and you, you, you be honest with them and they accept you and they trust you. And you know, that's what God wants you to do with him. You may not understand everything about God. Skeptics are welcome. He says, just trust him. Just trust him. Like these little children. You know, when you came in tonight, you, you sat down in that chair and you, you didn't second guess the chair. You just trusted the chair to hold you up. And that's what God wants you to do with him. He wants you to just trust him. He wants you to stop trusting your good and start trusting his goodness. Start trusting his sacrifice on the cross. And tonight, you can make that personal because Christmas is not just about the shepherds and the angels it's about you let's bow in prayer with our heads bowed and eyes closed tonight i'd like to um i'd like to give you an opportunity to trust jesus to make christmas tonight about you to to make your part personal it's yes we saw the shepherds and the kings and and mary and joseph and the baby but that baby paid the price for you to have eternal life and he says, you don't have to go to church to get eternal life. You don't have to pay money to the church to get eternal life. You don't have to feed money to the, give money to the poor. You just have to trust Jesus. So tonight, if that's you and you say, Pastor Ken, I'd like to trust Jesus. Right in my seat, right here, right now, I'd like to make him personal. I'm going to pray a prayer. And it's not the words of a prayer that would save you. It's the attitude of your heart that you would transfer your trust onto God. You'd stop trusting yourself, trusting your good, and trust what he did on the cross for you. If that's you tonight, I'd like for you just to quietly, inwardly, not even move in your mouth, just inwardly pray this to God, something like this. Dear God, I need you tonight. I'm a sinner. I've fallen short of your glorious standard. But I believe that you came to this earth you were born of a virgin. You lived a perfect life. You died on that cross. And you rose again. All to pay for my sin. I want to trust you right now, God. And I invite you into my life.
just with our heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want us to take a moment and just in quietness think about who God is. Thank Him. Thank Him for those tonight that have opened their heart. If you just opened your heart, I want to encourage you to share that with somebody tonight. Say, hey, I opened my heart to Jesus. Father God, we come before you. In the quietness of this hour, we thank you, Lord, for all that's been said here. We thank you for the message of Jesus that has been portrayed here so beautifully and well done tonight, Lord. And we thank you for the many people who've opened their hearts tonight and have made Christmas more than the shepherds and the angels and all the festivities. They've entered into your story tonight. God, I pray that you will open up... uh, many hearts tonight, maybe some are thinking about it, some are still wondering about it. I pray you'll continue to open up and answer the questions, Lord, because you are the God of all the answers. And Lord, we struggle so many times to understand, but we thank you. Thank you that you love us. Thank you for this awesome Christmas season. In your name we pray. Amen. I'd like to ask everyone to to please uh, look in the seat in front of you there. There's a little little uh, pouch there. Uh, there's a pen and a card. If anyone would just take a, take a pen and a card there. Uh, there. There's a couple options there. It says, tonight I pray to receive Jesus as my personal Savior with the pastor. Please uh, send me the free book the pastor offered. I'd like to send you the, uh, the writings of John. You know, John was an eyewitness to the life of Christ. So I'd like to send you John's writings, uh, an eyewitness. What better way for you to get to know more about Jesus than an eyewitness account? So if you would take that and, and you pray tonight, check mark that and give your name and address. Stick that back into where you pulled it from. We'll collect them up after the service and we'll mail that to you. Uh, there's another one that says, please pray for me so that I can understand how to have a personal relationship with God. Uh, if that's you, put Mark on there and, and give us your name. We'll pray for you. Uh, maybe you have a prayer request. You can just take on the back of there. Write your prayer request down and put it right back in there. And we will, uh, we will remember you tonight in prayer. And uh, we want to say thank you for coming. Uh, j- just a few other announcements coming up here. We have Christmas Eve here at the church. If you don't have a place that, uh, that you attend and, and, or, or a place to go on Christmas Eve, we'd love for you to join us. We have, we have three exciting things here, uh, and they'll be handing these out as you leave tonight. Uh, Christmas in the Berg, we're doing a series, Christmas in the Berg. Tomorrow morning we're going to have church, and uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas in the Berg. And all the way through Christmas Eve, we'll be talking about Christmas in the Berg. On Christmas Eve, we have three services, 11 o'clock. 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. So we would like to invite you to, to join us. And uh, aren't you glad you were here tonight? Let's, uh, let's thank our cast one more time as they come out.